Hi, this is Colin from Worse in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get in some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worse in the Industry are our own, and in no way are representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization, even when we're right. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now. When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town. Run up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. Boy, you better sit down. Yeah. Ain't nothing fancy, I'm still broke. Cross town like Yancey, I will throw. They say I'm in a spot they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. Get a deal with coke if I wasn't rapping about the past back. How if if a fucking plane's wings were just gonna break off mid flight, yeah. would they break off mid flight or is it more reasonable that they would break off when you were like taking off or landing? I feel like that would, there would be more stress on the wings than the takeoff or the landing because when you're flying, I understand that like it's not like a knife through water, but isn't no, there's the a whole lot of drag point? There. There's a lot of drag, but isn't the whole point that they're meant well, to be they're, drag resistant? Like there's they're they, designed they, well, yes, to not just rip off in the middle of a flight. Yes, but if one comes off, then well, the of other course. one's probably coming yeah, off too. But what are the odds of a whole wing just coming off? Uh, be prob- probably, probably higher than you would like to think. I mean, I'm sure planes have problems all the times. Like, I I get that, but like, for for a, for a plane to just be like, yeah, my wings, it just seems very uh, convenient that Gary Caradori had a fucking briefcase full of pictures of like, you know, RNC members fucking kids, and uh, then his plane's wings just get ripped off mid-flight while he's flying back to fucking Omaha from Chicago. Like, yeah, man, it's real that's, wackety how that happens. That's fucking crazy. Like, if that's real, Moloch is real. Like, if that's really what happened to him, the people the people that were like, were like, oh, like, these politicians are pedophiles. No, they are actually sorcerers. Like, well, we should Moloch, be more concerned. Colin, <laughs> like, Moloch is real. We both went to the fucking Antifa uh, convention the other week. You remember? Moloch was there. We had some drinks with him. Oh no! I didn't Moloch go to the. I, was there. I didn't go to that panel. I I went to the ball panel. The the ball panel. B A A L. Right, 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 right. No, the you fire were being, guy. Yeah. You were you were being um, subpoenaed for the January sixth committee. Yeah, I also have like a, a, a like there's like a restraining order with Moloch. It was a whole thing. You have a. Do you have a restraining order for Moloch, or Moloch has date, a restraining order for you? We dated in college, and things got a little messy towards the end. Uh, and I might have called Moloch 50 or 60 times and threatened to kill myself. But that's not important. No, uh, no of course not. <laughs> what's important... Well, he totally didn't, like, threaten to, like, follow him home, kidnap him, cut his feet off, and then suck on his toes or anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know... I don't know how you that might have been voice threat of following a demon home. That might have been voicemail like fifteen or sixteen. I was pretty drunk in the beginning of those. And just in the beginning? 
Well, no, I sobered up towards the end, but that was mostly because, of, you know, I was calling from the, the precinct. You just kept going. Hey, you can't stop. You call from a butt phone? Once, once you clear double digits on, like, calling an X, there's no going back. Yeah, you just gotta commit. You you go, you just double, you're like, you're like I. this is enough to get me arrested for harassment. What's a little I more evidence? I just keep going. <laughs> what's, what's a little more preponderance of evidence uh, gonna do <laughs> to, you know, I'm already fucked. Like, what's another year of the sentence? What's, what's, what's another, what's another 500 feet on the order gonna be? You know, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's not gonna make that big a difference. You yeah, know, I mean... Shower for a half hour in the morning every day. I mean, how many elementary schools are there in the state of Michigan? I'm sure I could find somewhere to live. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, this seems like a good a time as any to start the show. Speaking of elementary schools. Yeah, speaking of elementary schools, boy, oh boy, is that going to come up today. <laughs> uh, and and uh, this this intro right here is uh, is dedicated to old, uh, old shitbag Liz. Uh, hey, hi, hello, and welcome back once again to Worst in the Industry, the show where we three inbred royals attempt to bring some of our slack-jawed truth to the world. My name is Justin St. Peter, and I'm a veritable Charles II of Spain. To my left... Colin Stanley, I just set a timer uh, for the episode. To my left. Uh, my name's Tyler, and, uh... I don't know. I'd like to think I'm I'm a Prince Harry, but I'm probably more of a Prince Charles. Yeah. At least you're not a Prince Andrew. So you, it's you know at least you sweat. Did you anyway, see that little boy got arrested for screaming at Prince Andrew. Unfortunately. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? No, sorry. Not good. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, it's good. It's no. It's good. It's good that he did it. Is what I meant. My yeah. brain is still. My brain. I told was just telling you guys how my. He's brain a marinara, is still marinara boy. We understand. I am yeah. still marinara, mostly marinara sauce up here. He's all scatterbrained and mushy up there. That's all right. Yeah, but today's episode. We're uh, today's episode is. Um, it's. <sighs> there's a lot of things happening right now. There's a lot of things happening in the world and the news. Um. That some people probably are excited about, and I have mixed feelings on, uh, generally speaking. But it, it seems like in certain ways, the chickens are coming home to roost. And in other ways, it seems like maybe we are, uh, accelerating towards some sort of violent, uh, conflict. I just, uh, I, I just love how that statement right there could apply to literally anything in the world. Oh, like, so noncommittal. What a, it's, what it's a not, nothing it's just, thing to it's say. It's so non-specific, and the world is so fucked. Like, he could be talking about Eastern Europe. He could be talking about the Armenia-Azeri conflict. I'm talking about the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yes. And uh, M23. It's actually... actually It's a very interesting situation that's... Uh, not to trivialize it at all, obviously. Those people have suffered immensely. It is, but, yeah. Uh, the, the situation in the Democratic Republic of Congo is not one that we're, you know... From a foreign to comment on. From a foreign policy angle, it is a very interesting situation, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to learn about. But that's not what we're talking about today. No. Although in fact, Africa, it has nothing to do with the show. Although Africa does come up uh, in this episode, specifically Uganda, which is a major neighbor and rival of the Democratic Republic of Congo, due to them uh, boarding the Great Lakes region of Africa. 
know what we did? Full circle. I like how you say we, Full but circle. it's just me and my fucking circles. perfect brain. My fucking amazing brain. I'm so you know fucking smart. It's unreal. The amount of fucking... People like to look around and be like, Oh, Colin didn't graduate college. Colin didn't do great in high school. It's like, fuck you, idiot. I'm... The reason I didn't, good, didn't do good in those things... <laughs> You're gonna... Oh, no. You were so... You were going so well. Just power through, buddy. You can do it. <laughs> oh. It's wow. His brain cells are still there. He just ran out of lung capacity. Fucking bottle it, label it, put it on the shelf. Jesus Christ, I'm stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so today's episode uh, is about a lot of things, uh, but more specifically, it is about um, a group I like to call Michigan's Habsburgs, or as you may know them, uh, the Prince family. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Prince they have family. A lot. Hmm. There's, uh, we're, I'm going to talk about two of their members uh, specifically um but i know for a fact that we're planning on talking about another member of this family uh eventually and we've been ta actually talking about probably since the podcast started uh so today we're going to talk about uh edgar prince we're going to talk about his daughter uh betsy devos yeah. and we're going to talk about uh the prince foundation uh their the church that the the prince family belongs to uh and also uh, the Family Research Center, um, which is way more horrifying than the name would suggest. Yeah, it's got such a lovely... It's like nerdles. I mean, it's kind of... Honestly, it is kind of ominous. It has that kind of, like, Orwellian vibe where it's, like, the Ministry of Truth, but it's, like, the Family Research Center, where That's we what? research the perfect... how to build the perfect family, and you won't even guess what color their skin is. Uh, <laughs> weird... Yeah, it's, well, uh, it's Dutch Calvinism, buddy, so there's only one correct skin color to them. Uh, th yeah, okay, let's, let's start it this, this way. Um, Christianity, religion, period, because we're going to talk about religion a lot in this episode. If you want to have a religion, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's none of my fucking business. Your relationship with whatever, uh, fictional elements of your imagination you want to engage with, with however many people you want to do it with, it's none of my fucking business. None, it's not my problem. Um, more to the point. Uh, where it becomes my problem is when you, you, you use these fun little stories uh, to justify the abuse of children and women on a, uh, quite frankly, horrifying scale. Uh, and, uh, then, and then pretend that's not what you're doing to try and expand the abuse operation that you're running. Um, and then find a way to make money off the margins of the whole process. I mean, so, of course, if you if you got that much abuse floating around, you got to find out how to make some change out of it, you know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that to be clear, I'm gonna speak very. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk down <laughs> to uh, these groups, and uh, that 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 we're gonna talk about. And just to be clear, uh, if you're a Christian uh, or also if you're Jewish, don't take it personally because it's not about you unless you belong to these groups. In which case, it is about you, and you should take it personally. Um, sorry. Easy enough. I, I feel like there's not a better way to say it. Um, so I actually want to start uh, the episode uh, pretty far from where we're going to go. Uh, I'm going to start it uh, on the East Coast, New York City. Um, so as some of our listeners, and I know some of our uh, hosts may be aware, uh, there is a super uh, large Jewish population on the East Coast, uh, specifically uh, centered around New York City. Um, and because of that, 
there is a pretty enormous Hasidic Jewish community uh, in New York City. Uh, Hasids, or Hasidic Jews, are, if you want to think about them uh, in Christian terms, the closest equivalent would be like the Amish, where they, be they believe in a separation of uh, their religious society and secular society. They, uh, they have certain rules about clothing and adhering to, uh, you know, bans on, on technology at certain times, uh, things like that. They, they believe in an older way of doing things, um, which is fine until, like we said, they cross the line into this isn't about a religious community, this is about power, control, abuse, and money. So this is from a, uh, a New York Times article that came out uh, a few days ago, honestly. Uh, uh, it was actually published on 9-11, which uh, if you're uh, an anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist, I'm sure you can find a connection, uh, but I'm They'll not here to do that. find a connection anywhere. There, dude, you, know, you, could, you could talk forever about completely unrelated to Jewish people completely unrelated to Judaism, completely unrelated to, like, the tr the anti-Semitic tropes of, like, banking and and finance and things like that, and they'll mm -hmm. find a connection. It Always. literally doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> um, it's a fun game to play in your head sometimes when you're like, how would, if I was a horrible racist, how would I connect this? Yeah, it's like uh, playing the Hitler game on Wikipedia. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate on that. What, the uh, Hitler game? Everybody yeah. knows the Hitler game. I know. That's why I'm not elaborating. There's too many connections. Yeah, there's too there's many connections. There's far too many connections. So you go on the Wikipedia, you hit random article, you try and get to Adolf Hitler in 10 clicks. I feel like it's, and, it's you never exceed 10 clicks. I I think it, it, I, I lost like once. I it's remember like once I hit random article Bacon. and got Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Well, it's there you go. One click. That's what I did in high school instead of work, kids. All right, so uh, from the New York Times uh, uh, by uh, Elizabeth That's how Schick you wind up being a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> by Elizabeth Shapiro and Brian M. Rosenthal. Uh, the Hasidic Jewish community has long operated one of New York's largest private schools on its own terms, resisting any outside scrutiny of how its students are faring. But in 2019, the school... The Central United Talmudical Academy agreed to give state standardized tests in reading and math to more than 1,000 students. Every one of them failed. Students, uh, they they failed the state standardized tests, the ones that are like designed to be filled out with a crayon. More than a thousand students at at the largest uh, private school in New York, or the at at the Hasidic the Hasidic Jewish community runs the largest private schools and of these enormous schools one of them that that has over a thousand students gave the state standardizing tests in reading and math and all of their students failed without exception <laughs> uh students nice. at nearly a dozen other schools run by the hasidic community recorded similarly dismal outcomes that year a pattern that under uh, ordinary circumstances would sign an would signal an education system in crisis, but where other schools might be struggling because of underfunding or mismanagement, these schools are different. They are failing by design. 
so what does that mean? What, what do you mean failing by design? And uh, I don't know if you guys saw any of the uproar around this article on Twitter. It was actually really funny. It was really fucked up. Uh, there's the, the Orthodox Jewish uh, Political Action Committee, mm-hmm. uh, or OJPAC, or OJPAC. Uh, they... I'll, I'll say it. They were engaging in tropes uh, on oh, Twitter. No. Um, where people... So people were, like, sharing the art... So... They literally this this Twitter account that's affiliated with the Hasidic community, because it's it's essentially a lobbying group for their interest, mm-hmm. went on Twitter and was like, people complaining about how much money the Hasids are taking from the state. Uh, well, a lot of you haven't paid your rent, and it's like, you're you're saying, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> God, you can't no. You can't do that. Like, do you know that you're doing a hate crime to yourself? <laughs> this is I. I don't. Should I report this to Twitter for like, <laughs> like discrimination? This feels like, like hate this, speech. This feels. But you're talking about. You're talking about. You're like. You're. You're engaging in tropes. You're doing, this doesn't. This isn't a good look. This does not help your case. No, no, it doesn't. And you're thinking like, that's crazy, Colin. But wait. How people are upset? How much money were they taking? How uh, much money were they taking? Colin? Uh, over the course of four years, they taken over a billion dollars from New York State. Uh, a billion with a B. Billion with a B. So it's you know about a, qu- a little over, round about quarter million dollars. Or sorry, qu- quarter billion dollars uh, every year, four years. Two two hundred fifty uh, nice. million. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's not like uh, the, the what's really important to note, right? Is that the way. Uh, education, uh, like, the way money gets allocated is they don't go, like, all right, here's the budget for public education, and here's the bu- uh, the, the budget for private education, and here's the budget for public uh, poverty services, and here's the budget for private poverty services. No, it's one big fucking bucket, mm-hmm. and they cut it up into portions, and if you're a private group that's super corrupt and found a way to you know through a bunch of loopholes get a bunch of money from the government you are not getting extra money that wouldn't exist otherwise you're actively taking money from people that actually need it and either don't know how to get a hold of those services or are actively being discriminated against or denied those services for some kind of bullshit contrived reason mm-hmm. um yeah so it's it's great it's 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 super cool it um, sounds like a wonderful time a, a fantastic family adventure. Yeah, so you know we have we have these situations where these uh, these Hasidic uh, private schools, which they're so they're the reason that all their their students fail right is because they're not taught English, which I don't give a fuck if somebody who lives in the country speaks English or not. That's none of my business. Uh, I, like, if you can make your life without learning English, cool. But if you're if you're saying these kids are americans they're born in this country they're going to school here in this country i understand that we don't have an official language but all the signage in this country is in english most if not all legal paperwork you get handed is in english unless your state has cared enough to enshrine like an alternate form like Mm -hmm. in california you can usually get the same documentation in spanish and Michigan's usually the same case, but not every 
department, not every agency, not every situation. Yeah. Uh, so English is super important. These kids are taught Hebrew, Yiddish, and Aramaic. Uh, they don't know how to read and write English. Uh, most of them, if they can speak English, are not fluent in English at all. Um, and that's because they're basically in these in these yeshivas, uh, you know, these these Jewish schools. You know, it's basically like if catechism was all the time. If 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 you went to a Catholic private school, and and the religious studies was the whole of your coursework. Yeah, it was the whole. Thing. Um, so these Every kids, night. they force these. It's gender separated, so they force the boys to study the Talmud for like 10, 12 hours a day, and then they give them one day of non-religious studies. So that's where they they learn math uh, and what little English they're allowed to have. No science, no history that's outside of their cultural understanding of history. Uh, no higher order math uh, and no like significant grammar or anything like that. So they're, they're, they're basically abusing these kids by limiting what they're able to learn about uh, so that they're forced to stay within the community. Uh, the the Hasid community in, in recent years has come under fire a lot because of how repressive they are and how open they are about it. I mean, um, it's classic cult tactics. It's yeah. You're, you're, you, you literally narrow someone's worldview to only your worldview. Exactly. So, I mean, there's there was like a Netflix uh, documentary about uh, people who had left the Hasidic community and were like trying to adjust. And then there was also uh, like a Netflix like series, I think, like a dramatization about like a woman's experience leaving the Hasidic community. I think it was based on a true story. Uh, yeah. But the whole reason I'm bringing up the issue with these yeshivas and how they're an enormous waste of money and how they only end up being, you know, uh, basically breeding grounds for predators and abusers where there's like dozens and dozens and dozens of accounts of yeshiva teachers beating students, hitting them, smacking them, kicking them. Uh, obviously, just like Christian organizations... Jewish religious organizations have a huge problem with pedophilia, and just like the Catholic Church, a lot of Orthodox Jewish, uh, like church uh, temples and congregations, uh, instead of dealing with the pedophile, a lot of Orthodox groups will just send them to Israel in the same way that the Catholic Church just moves around pedophiles to different parishes uh, and different churches. So it's you you end up with these communities that are insular on purpose and protect their leadership on purpose and abide abuse on purpose because if they didn't do any of those things the thing would fall apart yeah um, and a lot of it is centered around the idea of preserving conservative politics and propagating conservative politics and preserving their specific religious beliefs regardless of how uh backwards and oppressive they are um and uh the reason we're talking about the yeshivas and the hasids uh, is because they are a great example of where people like Betsy DeVos and the Prince family want to push us. Uh, this is the end goal uh, yeah. for them, are these kinds of yeshivas, these massive, bloated, corrupt institutions that suck up taxpayer money uh, at, at alarming rates, that do not teach their kids anything relevant to modern life uh, or to the society that they're going to actually live and work in, uh, and then often are just straight up fucking abusing the kids the entire time. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Prince family. Uh, let's talk about the way this connects back to education. 
Um, and let's talk about why you should be concerned. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, honestly, I feel like there's there's a thin line. There's like there's a hard transition between over worrying about this kind of stuff. Because what can you really do? And not not being aware of it at all. <laughs> yeah, there is there is a healthy level of concern to have about things. Yes. Um, so, Edgar Prince, uh, American-born, born in Illinois. Uh, his parents were both children of Dutch immigrants. Um, and so there is a strong tradi- tradition of Dutch Calvinism uh, within the family. Uh, Edgar Prince would end up uh, moving from Illinois to Michigan uh, and would end up working in the uh, the uh, uh, he actually started uh, working at a manufacturing company in Holland, Michigan uh, at a die cast uh, manufacturing company so they would make the the die cast machines Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, I'm sure Tyler is very familiar with Um, oh they're super fun (laughs) I bet uh and uh, obviously, if you're familiar at all with manufacturing, there uh, diecast machines are a huge part of uh, production and manufacturing, especially uh, in Michigan, especially in the Rust Belt. Uh, you know, a lot of like the satellite shops that would work under uh, contracts for the big three, a lot mm-hmm. of them would be like you know tool and die shops. Yeah, incredibly necessary for the process of injection molding. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, which is like has like superseded a lot of other production methods at this point or would eventually and because of that supersession uh edgar prince would end up um starting his own business uh his own uh dye manufacturing company uh and then because of things like injection molding and this this preference towards these die cast machines uh he becomes very wealthy uh and then the prince corporation the business that he founded uh to produce these diecast machines uh, would end up successfully diversifying into a whole slew of other auto parts, stuff like sun visors uh, and other uh, interior systems, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because of all this extra money, he's a Dutch Calvinist psycho. Like, the founder of Dutch Calvinism has the infamous quote, uh, in isolation is our strength, right? It's, it's pure psycho shit. Like, they're, they're bad people. And if, you, if you've ever driven in Michigan or you're from Michigan, you'll know instantly the connotation with Holland, uh, Michigan, and uh, what that means. Lots of Dutch. Lots of Dutch. And also, and, there's a lot of other, you know, racist bullshit. And lots of uh, rich assholes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's shocking. Even the public schools, even the public infrastructure in Holland, even though so much of it is privatized, as, as we're going to talk about... Um, even the public infrastructure is really fucking nice because all the people there are really wealthy because they're all part of this ethnically homogenous racist religious group that, you know, basically latched onto this area and decided, well, we're just going to run this town and this, this area. We're going to run Ottawa County, basically, as mm-hmm. our own little playground. And we're going to make sure, you know, on, on a much smaller scale, they kind of did what the Mormons did. Uh, and because they weren't too out there in terms of their beliefs they got left alone yeah um, they they maintained that normalcy within the scope of uh you know christianity yeah like the most their most extreme <laughs> beliefs are like just being vehemently homophobic vehemently racist vehemently sexist and that's all good in mainstream christianity so mm-hmm. there's no problem there 
Uh, so they, they've, they've basically left to their own devices and have insinuated themselves uh, through this neglect into both Michigan, Michigan politics and, uh, you know, really important day-to-day matters in Michigan, but also national politics and national day-to-day matters. Um, so uh, Edgar Prince has all this money from founding the Prince Corporation. What does he do with it? Uh, well, um, as a member of the Christian Reformed Church, the psychotic Dutch Calvinist church that exists today, if you've, you've seen them, uh, if you've ever seen the triangle with the cross through it that looks like a, a Lovecraft cult, that is the Dutch, Christian Dutch Reformed Church. They're, well, they're not, they don't call themselves Dutch. They are Dutch Calvinists. Mm-hmm. But the name of the church is the Christian Reformed Church. And they talk about... This is something that comes up again and again, and we're going to talk about with the NAR uh, in, a, in a few minutes. But a lot of these groups like to use the word reformed or some version of the mm-hmm. word uh, because it implies being progressive uh, where the opposite is true. Where basically what they're saying is there was an original church that was more aggressive in its beliefs, and over time it became liberalized. And now we are reforming that original, more aggressive church. Yeah. So anytime you see reform, you can automatically assume that whoever these people are, uh, it's not going to be great. Yeah, they're you not know, progressive. It means, quote-unquote, fundamentalism. I know also within, <clears throat> like, if we're going to talk about, like, Episcopalians and, like, Methodists, there's some other shit going on when they talk about reformed. So maybe don't take that, like, as gospel. But 100% for, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, Lutherans or especially fucking Pentecostals. Yeah. Evangelicals. Any kind of evangelical Christianity, you could assume Reformed is not a good thing if you're saying it in their name. Um, so Edgar Prince also goes on, because he's a member of this, this psychotic, racist church, uh, he would go on to found or, or co-found uh, the Family Research Council. Now, what's the Family Research Council? I'm glad you asked. Uh, it sounds like a place where a bunch of people get molested. <laughs> uh, well, kind of. Kind of. Uh, family Research Council is... Um, it's one of those... So they also, found, they also found this charity called the Prince Foundation, right? And the Prince Foundation is kind of like what we talked about in the MyPillow episode, where it's one of these slush funds, right? It's, it's like a temporary holding place where, like... All right, I put my money in the Prince Foundation, and then my money goes from the Prince Foundation to, like, the KKK militia, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's the how they wash the transaction, is it goes through a third party like that. And maybe even a fourth party uh, before it gets to, like, the actual extremists, uh, or active extremists, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they do this is, so, the Prince family starts, you know, co-founds the Family Research uh, Council and founds the Prince Foundation... The Prince Foundation is is a charity that, among other groups, feeds into the Family Research Council. So it's <laughs> it's just like the Trump family, where they get to pay themselves in this kind of roundabout fucking way. Ludicrous, right? Ludicrous. Um, because the Family Research Council um, is officially recognized as a church by the IRS. Ah, there it is. Despite being a political lobbying group that yeah. pushes anti- uh, LGBT uh, policy. Well, you see, we've been, as worse in the industry, have been trying to get that 501c3 uh, tax exempt status for a long time now. And so we're unwilling to lie any of our forms. 
I wouldn't say that. Uh, don't don't shush. put that on air, Tyler. Don't don't fucking cop to it, asshole. I'm willing to lie. I don't give a fuck. Well, lie now. <laughs> don't lie later. Lie now. We here at the most in the industry have never tried to defraud the government. You can't lie that clearly. Scheme. <laughs> they know we're lying now. <laughs> I mean, I've never lied before in my life. I'll gaslight Definitely the not to the government. Never lied to the government. Never would. Never once. Why would I? Okay. Alright, so. Sorry. I was just reading the it's next part. It's a crime, and I, I, am, I am... I believe that all crimes should never go unpunished. Okay. Anyway, so... Um, Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Now, the Family Research Council, uh, as recently as uh, May of this year, has uh, published articles about the quote-unquote groomer controversy amongst uh, trans and gay people, right? The, the oh, complete, yeah, the, you mean the, yeah. the totally made-up bullshit that conservatives yeah. are you know, trying to throw out there that they've always been trying to throw out there. Yes, the fake conspiracy theory that uh, gay and trans people are pedophiles, which is what they've been saying since gay people have existed in society. Uh, yeah. Like, literally, go back, look at, look at like, footage of, like, the uh, focus on the family people for uh, when Harvey Milk was running for office. That's literally, they're literally talking about how they, they're pedophiles, they eat shit, things like that. Uh, literally no different than what they're talking about today. Uh, I saw, there was actually a really interesting thread on Twitter I read today about how one of the issues with modern coverage of the uh, religious right is that a lot of journalists believe the satanic panic ended in the 80s and that it didn't just go, it, no, mainstream media just stopped reporting on it. and yeah, all those it just got absorbed into the culture. Yeah, pe pe people still did, you know, when I was going to high school, in the mid 2010s uh i had friends whose family were like yeah you can't watch harry potter because that's witchcraft and witchcraft is for the devil pokemon's witchcraft uh, po no have, pokemon's not witchcraft family. pokemon has evolution which is a lie created by the devil to uh mislead christians i have family that's still like that i have family that is still like fully in the throes yeah. of satanic panic bullshit yeah it's it never went away and this idea that it did, like, the media created the satanic panic and then realized that, uh, oh, we are the people that are 100% to blame for this because we are the ones who sensationalized it. And then so they stopped reporting on it. And then they're like, well, I guess it's done now because we stopped talking about it. Oof, good job, guys. We fixed it. Yeah. So funny to me, especially nowadays, where people talk about, like, journalism and the value and the courage of journalists. Ugh and brave reporters on the front lines of the disinformation war. And it's like, you're the problem. You are, you created the disinformation. Yeah. Uh, Alex Jones is right about the mainstream media and how they're evil, and that is the only thing he's right about. Okay, but here's the thing is Alex Jones is the mainstream No, media. yeah, of course. He's, he doesn't, I'm, he doesn't understand that he's part of it. I do. Yeah, yeah we get it. Because we are truly outsiders. Also, fun yes. fact, One American News owned by AT&T. It's so funny to me. It's so fucking funny to me. Yeah. OAN is owned by AT&T. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's the mainstream media. You know, OAN is the mainstream media, right? It's oh, owned by... Uh, Tyler can can attest to this. He's listed the depositions. 
where they had where fucking Owen Troyer had to admit that Infowars was mainstream media and also that he himself was a puppet. Okay, I'm a puppet. He's <laughs> Jeez, guy, don't it sound so him, dejected. It took him a lot of convincing. It really run. didn't. It took like less than two and a half minutes of going like, so you said this. And he's like, yes, I said that. And they're like, and you didn't vet it. And why did you say it? Because this guy handed it to me. Because and, I'm a puppet. And so if somebody, if you just say something that somebody hands to you and you didn't think of it, you're not using your own words, are you? He's like, no. It's like, so if you're not using your own words and you're using somebody else's words and you're not making any choices, that makes you a puppet, doesn't it? And he went, okay, I'm a puppet. <laughs> so, it's, it's, you can't give him any credit. Like, the amount of time it took was the amount of time it took for the attorney to say all of that. <laughs> It wasn't like Owen Troyer was holding out, like, Prometheus shackled to the rock. Like, oh, no, this, these vultures won't get it out of me. No, that fucking, he crumpled. He's, he's he, that motherfucker is like a McDouble wrapper beneath your seat. Zero structural integrity. Like a Amazing. Anyway, so as recently as May of this year, uh, the Family Research uh, Council... Uh, have I been saying center this entire time? You know I think what you I said. Mean. Family Research Council. Who cares? Fuck these terrible people. <laughs> uh, as recently as May of this year, uh, they've been reporting on the quote-unquote uh, groomer controversy, right? And uh, it's really funny, right, that um, they do that, right? You know, it's, it's especially funny because the FRC. Uh, was listed as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center in 2010. Uh, which they were very upset about, and they said it's actually discriminating against them. That's that's something I love that I'm going to talk about, too, that, that, that Christians love this persecution angle. They loved it since the dawn of time. Yeah, they uh, loved it since Christians became a thing. They loved to think of themselves as victims. Well, and I'll, I will say this. When Christians did first start existing, they were victims because they were Jews, because they weren't Christian, they were Christians as a sect of Judaism, and who were being persecuted by the Roman Empire. And then the second Rome could like separate Christianity from being Jewish, they were like, "I'll take it." <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. It's if if, if early Christianity yeah, did it was, not it was have to. I was gonna say if the patriarch of early Christianity did not have to put out a fucking missive being like, hey, if you kill yourself on purpose, you're not a martyr because Christians were so goddamn excited to be thrown to the fucking lions. That's not persecution. It's a death... Well, it's a death cult. I mean, what, what, how do you... How do you... Can, like, the whole religion is like, if you're... If you believe in Jesus, you go to heaven, but Earth is really bad, so you want to go to heaven. <laughs> you want to go to heaven. You want to die as soon as possible, but... But on, not on your terms. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't account for incentivizing people killing themselves. Yeah. Like whoa, it was whoa, whoa. A really I didn't awkward, think you'd believe it at it, that hard. It was a really awkward conversation with the dude who was running the rack that day and was like, Oh wait, these guys are they're they're not Jews? Oh, oh, you mean like the morning after Constantine converted? 
It's like, like, oh, yeah. news from wait, the front. Wait, Christians are aren't friends? Jews anymore? Oh, fuck. What am I going to do with my oh. Friday night? I was going to the lion feeding. Fuck, I've killed like 2,000 people I've in been, the past two I've years. I've been stoning Jews to death this entire... You're telling me that they, were, they weren't Jews the whole time? Oh, terrible, 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 terrible. But yes. Anyway, so, but yeah, honey, I mean, what are the kids doing today? Christianity is founded in anti-Semitism. <laughs> that is what I would say. That is, it is, Absolutely. It is more rooted in anti-Semitism than it is rooted in Judeo-Christian values, whatever that made-up term means to whoever idiot Man, is saying ben it at the time. Ben Shapiro really loves saying that. He does. So anyway, the FRC was listed as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center in 2010, which they were upset about. Um, fuck them. I mean, rarely is anyone happy about being labeled a hate group. Well, uh, I think it's uh, relevant seeing as uh, what they would end up doing uh, in Uganda. Which oh, it, it, Uganda? It came back. It came back. We did it. Full circle. <laughs> Look at me. Look at you, you smart boy with your polished brain. I'm so... It's so smooth. It's so smooth. Sorry, just one second. So... No. So, that same year, in 2010, the FRC paid $25,000 to congressional lobbyists uh... To pass the Ugandan uh, resolution uh, against um, the homosexuality. Basically, the Ugandan legislature, this is something a lot of Christian groups do. So mm -hmm. they insinuate themselves into um, uh, third world countries. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say third world because the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. Uh, huh. I, 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 a lot of developing nations, a lot of countries... That I've, countries uh, recovering from colonialism. Yeah, a lot of countries that the United States has destabilized or other Western powers have, like, historically and chronically destabilized throughout uh, the past few centuries. Um, they, they'll insinuate themselves in these countries through missionary work, through government contracts, as a way to siphon money. Kind of like what uh, Joe Biden did with Hunter in Ukraine and that whole energy huh. thing. Just like uh, Trump did with uh, Jared Kushner in the Saudis. Uh, oh, it's funny. It's, it's like everybody does it. It's uh, weird. It's like they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, but so they insinuate themselves in these countries, and then because these guys are Christian dominionists, and they believe in a Christian world, and they want everybody to be under their iron fist, they start uh, influencing politics uh, from the ground up. They literally do grassroots movements, and then they start, uh, you know, putting money. And a lot of these places, even politicians are are very poor on a national standard or are at the very least used to a uh, a culture of bribery and corruption like in the democratic republic of congo uh which is a uh, a bordering country to uganda something that is very common in their national army is you literally you'll defect you'll form or join a rebel group uh for the express purpose of when uh the government negotiates with your rebel group that you get re-entered into the military, usually at a higher rank, usually with better pay. So, uh, because they have a, a policy of negotiation. Um, so it's kind of a similar situation uh, in countries like uh, Uganda, where these these kind of insidious lobbyists have, have put themselves in such a position where they can influence politics 
uh, through bad faith actors or through people who have this uh, this self interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- I mean, it's it would basically, you know, it, there's a lot of issues uh, in certain areas of Africa with uh, like very superstitious Christianity, like taking over. Um, so, like, there's there is a history of Christianity within Africa before like the idea of like colonialization yep um they i i can't remember it it was similar uh in character to like gnostic christianity in certain regards where there is kind of like an emphasis there's it's 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 more like orthodox christianity than anything uh but basically um because there is a basis for that there's like a built-in acceptance of a lot of these ideas and a built-in allowance for a lot of the extremism that these Western Christian groups want to propagate. Yeah. So they're they're taking they're showing you what they want to do to the United States in Uganda. They're showing you uh, with these yeshivas what they want to do to your public schools, and that's that's what we're going to talk about now is the way that they want to achieve this change in America, because even though they have insinuated themselves in our political structure. They haven't been able to do it thoroughly enough to take control to the extent that they want. They want total control, right? Uh, they, they. Uh, when I say they, I'm talking about, uh, you know, this. Th- there's a. In Washington D.C., there is a like prayer group or religious affiliate uh, affiliation that's called uh, the Family or the Fellowship, uh, and they're all NAR psychos, but they are also members of other sects and other. Uh, like denominations but they're all DC insiders and that's how they're connected so a lot of these people like for instance the Christian Reformed Church which is a Dutch Calvinist like you know basically a Lutheran church essentially mm-hmm. um, they are strictly not they are strictly against Pentecostalism like in their church doctrine they're like you know avowed Pentecostals can't hold office essentially um, they don't believe Pentecostals believe in the idea of second blessings, where it's the idea that you can be taught or given insight or information by God directly, um, which which is why their Pentecostals really love the New Apostolic Reformation, because that's all about like God is constantly making new prophets and apostles, so it fits perfectly in with their ideology already. Whereas Dutch Calvinists are more about like a strict hierarchy in their church and you don't want to give everybody the ability to be like i talked to god last night i should be in charge you that doesn't really work for them because they kind of have a way of doing things already Mm -hmm. um but it's the same way that like the mormon church says that only the president can receive revelation exactly but with uh the the christian reformed church um with they don't ban pentecostalism so you can be a pentecostal and be a member uh, they just don't want you to be an officer. They just don't want you making decisions. But conceivably, you could just keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just don't have to tell them. Which is what you... Sh- which I assume, because you have people like Betsy DeVos, who are uh, deeply... Uh, who, who seem to be deeply affiliated with groups like the NAR, uh, but she's, she's from a sect that should be against uh, Pentecostalism. So that's, that's why I'm... I, I'm going through all of this to say that we are not expressly talking about the NAR in this episode, but when I talk about them, I am. 
because they yeah, are they're around. They're deeply related in a way where I feel like to talk about them separately is to be dishonest about their relationship. Yeah, it's not acknowledging the full picture. They these these like I feel like it can't be overstated how much these groups overlap and how it's like, I'm an elder of this church, but I'm a part of this ministry over here. Or like, I, I, you know, I was raised in this church, so I have all these connections to that church, but I found my own ministry. Or I'm part of an association of churches now. Or, hey, I work for, you know, the Family Research Council, but I, I also, uh, you know, I'm also part of this Pentecostalist movement. Uh, like, you could conceivably work within multiple of these spheres, and that's what a lot of these people do. Um, and the reason it's so funny that a group like the FRC, uh, despite being so vehemently homophobic, uh, that they're posting this groomer bullshit and pushing for this legislation in Uganda and complaining when they're labeled as a hate group, it's so funny because in 2015, uh, Josh Duggar, the executive director of FRCA, had to step down after the allegations of his molestation came out. So Josh Duggar of the Duggar family uh, of the TLC show, what was it, 10 Kids and 19 Counting? Kids and Counting was that, the end That number. was it, yeah, 19 Kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that guy who was like actively molesting his kids. And, well, like, his his kids younger just siblings. To more kids. His, his and... younger siblings, I believe, he was molesting his sisters, and I think one. Uh, I think there was also allegations he was molesting his brothers too. He was molesting his siblings. Yes, uh, I I I don't know about his own children. Uh, okay, well, but I'm. I'm, I think it's safe. I don't to... think it matters. Yeah, we can't. I can't purposes, say that he was, but he may as well. Yeah, but it's so it's just it's just funny to me where it's with these people you can always chalk it up to pure projection that when they talk about child abuse they talk about pedophilia the reason they're doing it is because they're compensating for all the shit that they let slide that they don't care about taking care of in their own house yeah they build the perfect organizations for pedophiles and then they're like there's no pedophiles here yeah it's it's funny our our pedophile task force made uh, comprised solely of pedophiles found no evidence of pedophilia. So, it's weird. It's so funny. Why are kids screaming in that office though? Why is there a bed in the office? Don't worry, but don't worry, Mr. Jeff. Yeah, why is there a bed in the office? Oh. Hey, mm. look over here. Nobody asks that question. I get it. They were all in on it, but come on. They were all also molesting children. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. So, probably jealous of his, but so, he probably had the best one. Clearly, clearly, at, at the very least, the FRC uh, is, is comfortable having its, uh, its policy legislative activism wing beheaded uh, by a, uh, a fucking uh, horrific a, pedophile. Yeah, straight-up um, child molester. So... <laughs> Clearly, they're fine with that, right? So, like, how how do they expect to feed this this new uh, organization wide desire for children? Uh, how do how do they how do they get their hands on on some defenseless uh, young minds? Well, they, how do they reach those kids? Well, a, a way to do it might be uh, the uh, conservative ballot proposition that's. Uh, you know, being considered in Michigan called Let My Kids Read. That's Let, capital M, capital I, standing for Michigan, uh, Kids uh -huh. Learn. So Let My Kids Learn 
is is a ballot proposition that's trying to get a school voucher system uh, put into place in Michigan. Now, if you don't know what a school voucher is, it's it's basically legalese for bullshit. They're lying to you. Um, if you're familiar with the idea of private schools or charter schools, um, that's essentially what voucher systems are for. It's it's a way for you know if you've ever if somebody's ever been like, I, hey, I if if they could let me vote on where my tax money goes, I'd love that. So it actually turns out you can do that. Those those things are called millages, uh, and. Um, Another way that something like Imagine that could that. happen. You can do it's that. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that that's real. Uh, if people, people complain all the time that it's not, but it is. Uh, but it's fine. Anyway, uh, so, like, you have that, right? And then uh, another version of that, another way to basically dictate where your money goes is through voucher systems, where essentially you can... Uh, willingly take money that's meant for a public organization and bring it to uh, a private organization that uh, is either allowed or somehow approved by the state in some way. Uh, so in this circumstances, they would be talking about private and charter schools. Um, if you know anything about Michigan, uh, we have a long history of private schools and charter schools. Mm -hmm. Um they all fucking suck. Yeah. They consistently underperform. Clarence went to Cranbrook. That's a private That's school. That's a private That's school. A, a lot of private schools do really well. Uh, and you can assume that probably part of that is due to the fact that, like, they're smaller, they're better funded, they have a better faculty-to-student ratio. Uh, also the fact that um, there's not a fucking lot of oversight, so there's probably a huge degree of corruption occurring in terms of the reporting that goes on there, because I actually looked through the, re the regulations in the state of Michigan for what you need to be a private school, and it's shockingly lax. There's oh, basically... Like, Colin, Colin, There's Colin, basically not nothing. Colin, Colin, listen. I could the, start a private the board, school. The board, the board of inspectors, which is made up of all of, the, all of the principals of these private schools, they found no problems. Not a single one. Not a single problem. It's so funny. And who better to examine? It's so funny. And, and you know what? The greatest example of that is former Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos and her involvement in the Let Michigan Kids Learn ballot proposition. This stupid fuck, this inbred Dutch fucking gremlin, this, I, she, if you, if you were to close your mind, close your eyes, and in your mind's eye, imagine if the the electric blue gremlin driven by the Oakland County child killer, if that car was anthropomorphized into a woman, that woman would be Betsy DeVos. The, 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 the chariot Oakland of County the fucking County. hangman herself. Uh, Betsy DeVos. All fucking, Betsy. all frame, no body. Uh, Betsy DeVos. This fucking monster... So stupid. So stupid. I watched a 45-minute fucking log Zoom call where these slack-jawed, wide-eyed, conservative psychos talked about all their fucked-up, weird conspiracy theories about how private schools are actually better and how we shouldn't... It's a shame that people are politicizing education. It's like... 
That's what you're doing. You're doing it. They're literally, the they're literally doing it. They're saying they're doing it. It was also funny because gotta... the first 10 seconds, Betsy DeVos speaks uh, after she's introduced for the first like five or 10 seconds she's speaking. She's muted. And it's just funny because it's oh, just like, beautiful. you're so stupid, you dumb so fuck. Fucking dumb. You were in this. You were the fucking secretary of education. You were in the fucking so cabinet. Fucking you're in the fucking Damn. cabinet, you so stupid bitch. I have, I, have a, I have a question about Dutch people. Yeah. Do you think the reason why they like tulips so much is because they don't have lips themselves? The reason <laughs> they like tulips so much is because when the evil scientist Yakub first invented uh, white people, uh, the first draft, Dutch people, uh, he made their skulls too pointy towards the top, and it funnels their brain into such a shape uh, that they really are incapable of any kind of higher thought or critical analysis. So it's just the prettiest, brightest flower. That was that was it for that. It was a real flowers for Algernon situation, but for like an entire country and genetic bloodline. They are truly uh, Yakubian cave apes, and they should be hunted into extinction. All right. Well, uh, and uh, next next week on phrenology today. I'll break your calipers out. I'm tr I'm wrangling DeVos. Get 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 your lassos. Get your lassos. And get your calipers, cause we're gonna we're gonna wrangle us up some Habsburgs, folks. <laughs> I've really wanted to do my my Gria. I've been working on it, but I can't. I can't do that because I live in an apartment now. That's good. I think that's for the best. Okay, but just just imagine me doing it, or Justin find a soundbite and put it in right here. Hi, folks at home. Uh, so Colin neglected to actually point out what kind of soundbite he wanted for this and it left me on red on twitter so this is what you're getting thanks for that justin it was pretty good i probably won't oh i know you won't oh i know you won't there's no way it's, you it's would. so much it's so much funnier when i when you go hey except it's every fucking time it's not yeah because it's every time it's so funny all right so this fucking let michigan kids learn right so they're they're full of shit right they're they're full of lies and what and why why is this thing being pushed? And who's pushing it? Why is Betsy DeVos pushing it? Well, Betsy, Betsy DeVos might be pushing it because she's deeply involved with Hillsdale College. His, Hillsdale College being a conservative stronghold in rural southern Michigan uh, and all across, uh, you know, the, the upper to central Midwest um, in terms of conservative religious organizations and conservative religious uh, teaching establishments. So they, they run K through 12 schools, they run like colleges, they have a university, they have a lot of influence in certain areas. Um, and they're also running something called the Barney Charter School Initiative, which is, they call it uh, an outreach program of Hillsdale College devoted to the revitalization of public education through the launch and support of classical K-12 charter schools. Where basically, what they're doing is a charter charter school is basically when a public school comes under private management mm -hmm. and it's a fucked up private public partnership where basically the taxpayers getting fucked and they siphon money out of these these schools and these school systems until they ended up you know being shut down or you know go, they go bankrupt and get foreclosed upon and things like that uh, when, when i say foreclosed i mean by the state not by like a financial entity yeah uh but yeah, so it's you know it's it's like when you introduce a uh, um, a fucking uh, 
what are those financial firms? That are, you know, the ones, uh, uh, private, uh, private, ins- not a private, private equity firms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, private equity. Um, those those groups, that, what they do to corporations, uh, that is what charter schools do to public schools. Is they mm-hmm. suck resources out until they're fucking destroyed. Uh, for, for basically just giving the people in charge money. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, that's, that's their thing, right? That's, that's why there's this ballot initiative in Michigan, because through Betsy DeVos, through her connections, through her religious affiliation and her political association, there is a group, Hillsdale College, that stands to make a lot of money. Um, it's really funny, though, on their page for their Barney Charter School initiative, this, this fucking evil idea, they, they do, they, Tyler, they do Alex Jones and conservative douchebag's favorite thing, uh, misquoting Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> mm. They misquoted. Oh my god, I love Thomas Jefferson. So, they go, go, our nation's founders knew, as Thomas Jefferson wrote, that an educated citizenry is a vital requisite for our survival as a free people. Uh, So, because, because, (laughs) no, they said, they said that he, that Thomas Jefferson wrote that. That's what they said. That he wrote that line. Uh, So, because they're conservative assholes, and they quoted Thomas Jefferson, I know the rule, I took a shot. And then I immediately <laughs> Googled, I went to, uh, Monticello is actually really great. They check, they, they fact check all the spurious quotes, uh, for Thomas Jefferson, because there's right. a ton of them because of all these right-wing douchebags on the internet who are like yeah. making shit up or misattributing on purpose. Um, so I went to, uh, the Monticello website and for this quote, it's, it's, it's under their spurious quotation category. <laughs> So, first of all, it's a spurious quotation. And, uh, this, uh, and their line on it is, this exact quotation has not been found in any of the writings of Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> and it's like, your whole point is that private schools are better than public schools, that they, they provide better opportunities for kids, they allow kids to learn more and better and more efficiently and more effectively and become better, more educated citizens who understand the history of this country their founding fathers and you got the quote wrong i feel like i'm i feel like normally it would be nitpicky and stupid to pick out that they have an inaccurate quote on their website because so many companies and so many organizations do that but when your whole point is that you are superior in the education system in the words of the president of his hillsdale college uh teachers are trained in the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges in the country uh, I feel like maybe you should get the quote on your website right when you're trying to lodge your charter school uh, initiative that's oh. meant to save public schools as a concept. Yeah, it would help if you showed any sign of intelligence. If you just, if you took, not even intelligence, fact-checking. Two seconds. I googled it. It took me two seconds. I googled it. Monticello was like, it's not real. They're like, it's technically an accurate summary of his feelings. But he literally never wrote this. And they literally said, this is what he wrote. Like, come on. You could say, you, you could just not attribute it to him. You could just say, our founding fathers generally believe this. And nobody would fucking be able to say anything. But you're, yeah. you're just stupid for no reason. It's an unforced error. And for that, I'm going to ding you. Ten points. Take ten points off the board, Justin. Thank you, Vanna. You're put welcome. The, put the dress back on. 
No. <laughs> you can't make me. I tailored it. I tailored it for the episode. Oh, man. So, uh, as of right now, the Let Michigan Kids Learn ballot initiative um, is in kind of a murky territory, it's fun to say. Um, so, as, as I'm sure our Michigan listeners are aware, we have currently have three ballot propositions uh, on the midterm ballot, one, two, and three. All you need to know, vote yes on all three of them, okay? If they're, they're all good, vote yes on all three. The third one is for abortion. And the other two are also important, but I don't remember what they're specifically for right now. Um, <laughs> we literally just talked about one of them. No, so that's the thing, is that Let Michigan Kids Learn missed the deadline for signatures. Oh. They delivered their signatures past the deadline, past the June 15th deadline. So now, the state legislature is under no obligation to review it prior to putting it on the ballot. Gotcha. Uh, Now, we currently have a Republican-led legislature. But if that legislature can have enough other um, pieces basically thrown on top of the heap, uh, this could get pushed until next year (laughs) to be put on the next ballot, uh, and under which it would... it's. There is a reasonable assumption that we, we're going to have a democratically uh, led uh, or a Democrat led uh, legislature in Michigan uh, after the mm-hmm. midterms. Um, and if that is the case, then this would just get fucking thrown out entirely. Uh, and if it did, if it did get passed, uh, then I would have to uh, t- put a bunch of sackcloth on and get a bunch of rusty chains so I could castigate myself in the street while I scream. Uh, the names and wail of all the blue dogs who live in this state. Colin Stanley, modern flagellant. Hey, they said they said it's got to be flagellants or flagellants, and I said, what's the difference? Yeah, you just you fart enough in one room, and it it all becomes the same. Oh, thing. you're just knocking the farts out of myself with these rusty chains. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like burping a baby, but I'm a grown man, so it's got to be a little and rougher. Out the wrong end. Manually working burps out. So yeah, so the <laughs> so the Prince family is deeply involved in like this Christian dominionist uh, in, uh, insinuation in the education system. Uh, obviously, Betsy DeVos, somebody who has basically zero experience in anything moderately related to education, let alone education itself. Um, the fact that she's pushing this it should be evidence alone that her interest in this is purely uh part of her religious motivation her religious beliefs or her her Mm. political uh uh, proclivities which are to shore up her religious worldview uh like a lot of these psychos are that's what's really concerning to me is how many people are affiliated with the nar um indirectly like in a way that um they can't be like legally traced back to them. well not even legally like you can trace them like you can go like mm-hmm. this this you know organization is you know uh donating to this organization and they're paying you know contracting work to this other organization like you can f- see the lines that's mm-hmm. that's fine like obviously they obscure their tax records all the time through these loopholes and avoid paying taxes by you know claiming they're a church and like the FRC did, they claimed they were a church, and when the IRS called 
uh, the office to see when their church services were. Uh, the employee told them they didn't have them uh, because yeah. they were lying because they were just doing it to, because to they're get, not a church. Yeah, they're just trying to get the tax designation. Um, so it's you know th- these situations like there's there's nothing you can really fucking do about it. The print you can see the Prince family and their imprint on not just national or like local in Michigan, but global politics, like through these organizations. And yeah. that imprint is the same imprint that other Christian nationalists are trying. There, there, there are lots of groups who are working seemingly on their own, but they are working towards the same end goal, uh, independently of one another. It's they are literally doing leaderless resistance, but on a the scale of like NGOs and churches and 501c3s and lobbyist groups they're trying to do it through this legal system it's it's what the the fucking uh the the new apostolic reformation talks about when they talk about their their seven mountains i think it is where they talk about like the mountain of government the mountain of business the mountain of education and like these are all places christians need to fully infiltrate and take control of to live in a godly world uh to to, to live in a world that's then ready for the end times because that's that's what the whole point is that they have to prepare the world for the end times, and then yeah, it's an apocalyptic call. Yeah, that they 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 believe in a uh, a post trib for Christians, which is crazy to me. Like, if you believe in post trib, like I don't know what's going on with your brain, but you need to go to the doctor and maybe get on some medication. Maybe just maybe. But yeah, that's that's it. I mean, call to action is really like, you know, these psychos are you know, unlucky enough to live in a state where not a lot of people are excited to sign their petition. But that's not always the case, and that's not always... You know, Michigan's kind of nice in that we're a state that that has a a pretty democratic process for getting things on the ballot, at least. You know, you have to get half a million signatures um, of registered voters, but, like, in a state state with, like, our kind of population density, that's not impossible. And, I mean, that's how we got weed legalized recreationally. That's hopefully yeah. how we're going to get abortion enshrined in our constitution uh, in November. So, uh, it's... In, in states like Michigan, voting is not pointless. Um, so, being informed and being aware uh, is actually a useful thing. Uh, versus, you know, when you kind of get to, like, federal elections, besides, like, maybe, like, your specific senator or your specific... Uh, you know, representative, like mm-hmm. for president, shit like that, like really doesn't fucking matter. But like this kind of stuff does. So yeah. if there are, if you know, even if it's distasteful to you to like work with Democrats, um, if they're working on a you know a ballot proposal that you feel strongly about, do it. Get involved if you have the time, if you have the money, uh, and uh, you know if you have neighbors, you have people in your life that may not have the resources help them get registered to vote it's really not Mm -hmm. michigan again it's one of those states where we're really lucky uh to have like certain activist groups that have worked really hard to give us pretty democratic uh rules about um uh voting restrictions in fact that is i believe prop two this year is about uh even further lessening voting restrictions and making it easier to register to vote and easier for people who are first-time voters uh, to get registered. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that, hopefully, all three propositions pass. But uh, if you're yeah. not in Michigan, just, uh, you know, I hope you're okay. 
things are attention to your local politics. Things are scary right now, man. <laughs> it's getting real. It's getting real intense. <laughs> yeah, yep. Shit's shit's sliding. It's fast, popping off. The only way we're gonna get through it all is together. So. Alright, well, thank you for listening once again to Worst in the Industry. We will be back next week with another episode bringing to you tales of terror and financial horror and the massive ruin that will come to this country. Thanks. Bye-bye. Later. This is... I'm in a spot they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. I could probably get a deal with coke. If I wasn't rapping about the past back, dealing dope. Got the offer and it's real low. Over one mil and it's still low. They all corporate, they all cute in suits, yeah, on bullshit with all that poop to scoop. My shit going up, I go root to roof, they don't like that, they want mute the truth, they gon' switch sides.